Welcome to the Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations, now covering Sanditon. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. And I'm Jillian Davis. We're proud partners of the Frolic Podcast Network, a community made up of your favorite voices in all of Romancelandia and beyond. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pemberley and email us any questions at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello and welcome everyone to our first interview from the Sanditon universe. You know her as Miss Georgiana Lamb from Sanditon. Please welcome Crystal Clark. Yay! Yay. Hello, hello, hello. Applause, applause. Yay. How are you doing today? I'm of good. Course. I'm good. I'm doing my best as we all are during these trying times. So yes. nice to see you guys. Oh, thank you. We're so excited to talk to you via Skype as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll dive right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how and what you heard about this role and sort of what the audition process was like for you? So I usually, it was like any other um, audition situation. I sort of, I get like a breakdown from my agent, get like a nice little email with the script attached. I read the script, things like that. <laughs> when I first got the email, I just saw that it was an a period piece so I wasn't really expecting much from it I wasn't I wasn't expecting much from the character I was expecting her to be a maid or a servant of some kind just you know or a slave even who knows if, if I was lucky Ooh. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> but as is the reality for like so many period pieces you just you don't really get through things where the characters are like the characters of color are like fleshed out and I actually hugely part of the story once I started reading the script and seeing who this character was who Georgiana was and that she actually has like this arc this whole storyline a beautiful friendship with Charlotte the main character it was a it was a shock to me a very positive wonderful shock and surprise then I went into I went to my first audition and I was actually ill I had a cold like I had the worst the worst (laughs) cold like my voice my voice was so deep I thought I was gonna die. I was like, oh no, do this. It was like my face was running, like snot and tears out of the orifices. Somehow I got a callback and then got another callback and then booked the job. Yeah, that's really exciting. That's awesome. So were all of your um, your auditions were in person in the UK? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. So were you a Jane Austen fan when you were cast in this? I was not a huge Jane Austen fan. Like I haven't actually, besides Sanditon, read the books. I was very much like, I loved Jane Austen adaptations. I'd never read her or her books as much, but I loved adaptations like Clueless, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a modern classic. It's a modern classic. Sense and Sensibility was a huge one for me. Actually, when I was at drama school, they, we had to, like, choose monologues to use to study, like, doing different accents. And so to do, like, to work on my British accent, I chose one of the monologues from Sense and Sensibility. So that was really cool. That, that is like, cool. Which one? Thing. It was, I think it was, El- like, one of the Eleanor monologues, but I can't remember which one. Oh, that's cool. Love Sense and Sensibility. How much, because I feel like most people didn't even know Sanditon existed because yeah. <laughs> it's an unpublished manuscript so did you even know that that existed before you got like your actor sides for the audition no, I had no idea I read Sanditon for as part of my research for the role definitely and it was a very easy read let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> 
it's really really short which is like so sad because you do like I did kind of wish like I wanted to like see how much further she would have taken it and stuff it's like a bittersweet thing where it's like sweet that we could take it where we wanted it to go and bitter that we didn't really know where she would have taken it do you think that Jane Austen would have written sort of like a similar storyline for Georgiana as how it went in the show I don't think so no (laughs) I think like I think a lot of her storyline is informed by the fact that we were trying to bring it into the modern bring it like into the modern day as in like for a modern audience so Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure that she would have done like I don't think she would have done the same thing I do like I really really wonder like what she would have done in terms of like maybe I feel like maybe something like the scene with Lady Denim and the pineapple party would have been something that would that she would have done and Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing and like how she would have brought those elements of the story out and her connection to Antigua and how people treat her I would have found that really interesting like I feel like some of that she would have touched on because she touches on the slave trade in Mansfield Park so it makes me feel like she she definitely would have like brought it out the elements of that in some way and I would have I would love to know how she would have done that I know we all would <laughs> so if you were a citizen living in the up-and-coming city of Sanditon what do you think are some of the town's best qualities <laughs> Um, okay, so fresh sea air. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're very good at, like, having events. Yeah. They're very good at town-wide events, everyone going and everyone mingling. I think that's pretty cool. So that's number mm-hmm. two. They have good-looking men. <laughs> they do. There's like they a couple do. options. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that on the podcast. Men to look at. So sounds like a nice place to me. It does. It sounds lovely. All right. So we've got a bit of a two-parter question for you. What was your favorite and the most difficult scenes to film and why? Okay. I'm going to start with difficult. Okay. Difficult as in like actually physically hard to do was the scenes on the side of the cliff with me and Charlotte. Oh yeah. My crying, my just like edge of cliff despair moments because mm-hmm. I was, we were actually quite literally on the side of a cliff. It looked yeah. dangerous. <laughs> The whole day, side of a cliff, cold, hard winds just coming at you. You're in a house. It's uncomfortable. Nothing about it was comfortable. And then at the same time, I had to be like absolutely hating life and at the edge of, yeah, (laughs) at the edge of life, basically. That was difficult. And that was also my first day of filming. (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, so they actually had to like harness you to the cliff so you guys wouldn't like fall? They had us in harnesses and then they had one person on like the cliffside like lower down who like this was like their life this is the thing that they do like on the dangerous bit holding us that side and then people on the other side of the cliff the safer side holding us that way so like we're safe (laughs) but i was like like, i was like you are not safe sir are you (laughs) are you sure about this So so those yeah that was like physically difficult favorite things to film i like the ball scenes were actually really difficult physically as well because like Mm. we were in a closed space no windows all of us like dancing around really really hot couldn't breathe (laughs) but then at the same time sometimes those were like the most fun moments because we were all in the room together so those were a favorite as well as a difficulty and all of my scenes with rose (laughs) yeah (laughs) really nice you guys were like also friends irl as filming and you were on the show yeah yeah good anything with her it's great (laughs) 
Oh, that's awesome. All right. So we have some fan questions. So thanks to all who submitted questions. We actually received over 70 questions on Instagram. And the main question we received from fans is, will there be a season season two? two. (laughs) (laughs) You knew. You saw it coming. It's going to be the question. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I mean, listen, I think to have hope for a season two is a good thing. And you like, you never know what could happen. The attraction that it's gained with people and the support that they show it and the publicity that allows it to have, especially like on American shores is really, really good and really, really helpful and actually does move it closer to that possibility. But at the same time, like, I can't be like, yes, definitely. No, definitely. <laughs> like, I don't know. And mm-hmm. all of that is so much because it's a it was an ITV production. So much like very specific because it was a British production company and stuff like that. And PBS distributed it. But you never know. I've heard of that happening in the past of things gaining traction with audiences and then other networks picking them up so you never know yeah keep giving us love because we love it and <laughs> yeah. you know, there's always hope there's always hope mm-hmm. but i i can't say yes or no sure I yeah yeah no power <laughs> <laughs> We'll stay hopeful. We'll stay hopeful. Yeah. In speaking then about how unique of a character Georgiana is, uh, Debbie Black 17 wanted to know, how did you feel playing such a strong, financially independent woman in a Jane Austen story? Well, I mean, nothing but good. <laughs> nothing but good. Especially for this to be the first character written in a Jane Austen novel and then put into an adaptation. It felt really good to be able to have her be a picture of strength and a a picture of wealth. It's divisive in its own way. I was always trying to make sure that of that the way that she was being portrayed or the 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 things she was being given to say that nothing that things felt like they still fell into the line that she was battling against prejudice and battling against racism and that her wealth didn't protect her from that because it was just mm. yeah it's not a truth and that her struggles were just as valid and very very traumatic actually like she's just not like I didn't want her to come across as just like a whiny rich kid because it's not mm-hmm. the case she literally lost both of her parents and her mother was a slave and her father was a plantation like then she was pulled from her home and she had to go to like an island somewhere far away when people never traveled over like come on (laughs) (laughs) she has a right to be pissed off Mm -hmm. definitely got a right for complaint and she'll figure out how to and she does she figures out how to like temper that and like begin to come into her own and stuff like that but it felt good to have her working from a place of of strength even though she was she's battling those traumas yeah Yeah, it's interesting because like lady denim does treat her like the whiny rich kid Mm. versus someone like charlotte does try to like almost like wakes up and is like oh i'm privileged in the way in like different ways too and and, like tries to have compassion compassion for for charlotte Mm -hmm. or for georgiana in that situation Mm. very cool well one of the main relationships we see is between georgiana and sydney Mm-hmm. which has its ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. So Tasha, Tasha Ace wants to know any insight on Georgiana's history with Sydney that would help us understand their relationship. I don't even, everyone has these questions. I don't like, I <laughs> feel weird answering them because I don't, what I don't want to do is be like, this is the exact backstory and this is exactly what happened. And like, that's not like a written thing. <laughs> sure. There are definitely things that we discuss, which are just things that are a given, which wouldn't really affect story that was written anyway, which are things like it's she met him because he worked for her father 
he mm. worked on the slave plantations, went to the West Indies to work as part of the slave trade. Now, that informs a lot about his character in terms of things that he might have seen and things he might have dealt in, possibly parts of his character that we might not actually like. So there are a lot of things where I feel like her anger towards him is very much about have being taken from her home and having, like, he owns her money. Like, think about that for a second. He, she, yeah, yeah. She's, like, she's like 17, 18 years old, but he has control over her money and her life until she turns a certain age. Like, that's going to make you pretty bitter when the person yeah. is not your family and doesn't know how to communicate with you and stuff like that. So there's that element to it, which is a huge part of it, which is already hard to overcome. But I also feel like there's probably a lot of elements of things that she saw in Antigua or the dynamics between maybe like slave traders and slaves and stuff like that in Antigua that she would have seen that informs her dislike of him, mm. which is going to be much harder, I think, for her to overcome. In my head, that's how I think of it. And I think it's very valid. I know he's really cute. <laughs> yeah. I just hope that we can, you know, include that in our understanding of their relationship dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Not something to be overlooked at all. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jane Austen was actually like, no, he wasn't supposed to be the romantic lead at all. Yeah, like, what <laughs> <is> <laughs> <that>? <laughs> like what's the that? villain the whole time? <laughs> We've gone astray. <laughs> it was supposed Nothing to be me. It was supposed to be yeah. Brianna. <laughs> That'd be amazing. She's turning over in her grave right now. <laughs> well, another major relationship we see unfold is between Georgiana and Otis, which Charlotte supports and Sydney is against. Uh, considering their history and how it ended, Mrs. Library Girl wants to know, do you think Georgiana would or should take Otis back? I think she would. I think that's pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> I think yeah. she definitely would. And you know what? At that age, we all do crazy things. <laughs> yeah. So I think she should. I mean, listen. <laughs> listen. I was wholly of the mind that she's just, like, so young. That is just, like, let the boys go and focus on you, sweetie. Focus on you. <laughs> But because it's Jane Austen, obviously that's not the case. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's dealing with so not. much and a boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, do I think she should? I think, like, I don't see him as bad. And, like, I don't think that he intended for anything to happen that occurred. I think it, like, really serves her that relationship in terms of her identity and having somebody that she can, she feels at home with in a space in a world that like, where she com feels completely disconnected. And, like, I have these beautiful visions, actually, of them, like, traveling together and, like, going around the world and, like, meeting different people and, like, going to the West mm -hmm. Indies and, like, abolishing slavery there. Going to, like, just, like, mm -hmm. just going yes. and just, like, this <laughs> abolitionist power couple. If it was this day and age, I'd be like, no, leave him. He's a fuckboy. Can I say that? <laughs> all good you're good you're good <laughs> but back then i mean like go ahead i think like actually because it's so hard for her to feel at home in the place i feel like mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like it's very much both of their energy to like have that kind of adventure i can see that i love the idea of them being like this power couple that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah yeah in beyonce yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome 
And we have one more fan question. So Georgiana also builds the strong friendship with Charlotte. And a lot of people actually wanted to know, including Outlander fan NZ, was there a goodbye scene shot with Georgiana and Charlotte? We thought it was a little odd that they didn't say bye to each other. I know. We thought so, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> we thought so, too. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's something that Rose and I were really trying to, like, we were really gunning for that because it was really important to us, too. We thought that relationship was just as important as their relationships with these men. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes we miss out on things. And there's also the thought that, you know, there was the idea for a season two. There was also, like, that thought in people's heads that, like, we don't actually know what would happen next with them because maybe there wouldn't be a goodbye so let's just look at it as they didn't say goodbye because they never have to say goodbye to each other because they're going to be together forever (laughs) yeah friends forever friends forever um okay we have a couple other like selfish nosy questions that we want to ask you okay Um, which the first is so that scene that you guys filmed where you and the girls are painting on the hillside. PBS did not show what your drawing was of, but you showed us on your Twitter. Why don't you explain to the good people of the internet what the drawing was, what's in the picture, and just also, like, what do you think it means that your character, like, drew that picture in the moment? I I know, it's so funny. So in that picture, I love this so much. I was trying to get a copy for myself, and I just, like, completely (laughs) forgot to follow up. Because it's literally, like, one person just, like, sprawled out. And then one person, like, sat down, I think. And the, there's, like, a woman, like, on her knees basically giving someone head. <laughs> it's, it's like, like the like, beginnings of an orgy. It's a menage. Yeah, it's a little menage a trois happening. In terms, of, they but they all look like Greek statues for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how I feel like Georgiana would have just like she's just been to like all these art classes she's just used to have like drawing like Greek figurines and so she does that but also like she's been in London she's lived in London for like six months and then she was in Antigua before that I think she would have seen some pretty ratchet things (laughs) like she would have especially cities and like people just weren't they weren't like as prim and proper and and in the olden days as we expect like they were actually like they were freakier I think they were much (laughs) yeah much much more openly freaky because we're all freaky yeah so yeah (laughs) that's great I'm sad you didn't get to you should definitely follow up on that you should definitely try and like it's get that frame. They said that they would have a copy for me, and I just forgot to ask for it. <laughs> Very important. May not be available on the Santin shop, but definitely get your copy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope there is a season two. We would like to know also, what do you hope would be next for Georgiana? What I, I, I think I've said this before, it was very similar to the Otis and Georgiana thing, where it's like, I want her to like, finally become of age. She can get all of her money from Sydney head back to Antigua and like free the slaves and help build up her island and it's just this beautiful island life that's all I see because yeah. I yeah. want to film in Antigua yeah <laughs> there, you go. there you go no yeah definitely ask the job you want <laughs> <laughs> and not like a cliffy cold windy beach no, like a beach. <laughs> tropical <laughs> yeah yeah Thank you again to Crystal Clark for joining us. We had the best time talking to her and learning more about her experience on the show. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Crystal J. Clark. We'll be back next week to continue covering Sanditon. Stay tuned.